Welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name's Aziz. Today, we're going to talk about four ways you can remain friends with your ex. We always say the cliche that you should become friends before pursuing a romantic partnership. And that cliche is true. You should become friends before entering a romantic partnership. But once that romantic partnership severs, what's left? Do we still have a friendship? Can we still maintain a friendship going forward? Today, we ask that question and we get four ways to actually answer that question of how can you remain friends after a romantic partnership? All right, enjoy. Now, growing up, I was the person who constantly had a relationship with my ex-partners, actually had a friendship with my ex-partners. They was around me. They was around me when I had new partners. And we had a clear understanding that friendship is friendship and being romantic partners is being romantic partners. We separated the two. And while we were able to and while we were able to establish that friendship is because during the relationship, we remained friends. They went everywhere I went. They hung out with my peoples. I never separated the male-female dynamic when it came to friendship. We always talked and had a free and honest discussion. We argued openly. We joked openly. We put our egos aside and never really dealt with the emotional aspect because we truly believed our principles will navigate our emotions. Our principles will make sure that our emotions are in check. We honored something greater than the romantic partnership because friendship is rooted in the idea of a romantic partnership. So I always had open lines of communication, always believed in never keeping secrets. Actually, my friends kept secrets. I had a big issue with that because it stifled my relationship with their partner, it stifled my relationship with them. And it didn't allow us to freely speak around their significant others. So therefore, their significant others could never be around. But they never had to pull punches, bite their tongues. They never had to question what they said and what they did around my partners because there was always a clear understanding that everything is open to be discussed. And if we decided to go our separate ways, we decided to go our separate ways based on something that was said. But we can discuss it. Our friends should never be muzzled around our partners. Another thing is I kept my phone open. Like, you can do anything you want. You can go inside my phone, use my phone. I never hid anything from my partners in that aspect. Everything we talked about, everything we discussed, and there was no crossing lines in certain aspects. You know, respect was there. And the respect was an honor and respect was the goal. So when it came to friendship, that's what the most important thing was. So knowing that I established those relationships with my partners, when we decided to not be in a romantic space anymore or be romantic partners anymore, we can just transfer over to being friends. I never understood why people would allow somebody so valuable, somebody you said you love, to leave their life so easy. Now, we're going to now break down you know, based on that, I know I'm a different type of person. I know I'm a different type of individual. Part two is I've always been a relationship builder, so I always wanted my relationships to be center stage. 
and I had a clear understanding of what I wanted in our life when it came to relationships. So I was able to establish those boundaries, establish those goals, establish that type of relationship. But we had open lines of communication and we put the friendship above everything else. And I knew that that was the healthiest and more accountable way to actually be in a relationship. So I've always been that person. But we also have people who, you know, really don't know how to be in a relationship. People who really never had the comfort of or the people in their life that can show them how to be in a relationship. So, you know, they pattern their relationships over off of negative, you know, patterns. They never really had a healthy environment. They never been around a healthy relationship. So, you know, that's why we we podcast. That's why we inform people so they can have a clear understanding on how to get to these accountable relationships and these healthy relationships. So we're going to address four ways to you can form a relationship with your ex in a healthy way. And the first way is why do we break up? Why did we break up? Why did we break up in the first place? Now, obviously, if you broke up the way we broke up, the way I said I broke up, where we just established the fact that the romantic partnership wasn't working out anymore, but the friendship could still sustain. Now, that's a healthy way. There was no cheating, no a bunch of lying, a bunch of disruption. There wasn't, there's a mutual respect still there for our relationship. So we knew that we can transfer over to friendship without there being an issue. Now, obviously there were issues within the relationship. There was issues within the friendship. We'll have back and forths, but obviously we kept the same goals. Have an open line of communication. If you have an issue, address it. Let's have this discussion. Why you break up is essential to building that friendship. You lied, deceived, you cheated, you abused, you physically abused your partner, you psychologically abused your partner, you took your partner for granted. These are ways where it's going to be a little harder to actually formulate a relationship and actually build a relationship, a friendship with your ex. If you lost the respect and y'all lost the value in each other, then you broke up on harsh terms. You broke up on terms where y'all really don't respect who y'all as human beings and who each other is as human beings. So when you look at it, you have to engage whether you can still rectify or work on a relationship. But for the most part, it's going to be harder to build a friendship off a, a fragile foundation. But as we all know, we all, most of us fall in the middle. Most of us haven't been extremely abused. I mean, abuse happens in a decent amount of relationships, but it's here and there. It's not like the recurring abuse. It's like we use unfair tactics to argue. We call each other names. We, you know, we get upset and throw things. We use intimidation at times, but it doesn't cross the line where we're physically assaulting each other or we're like constantly badgering and psychologically abusing each other. We're keeping somebody in a relationship and under unfair means like threatening them, threatening their families, things of that nature. Most of us fall somewhere in the middle. We had some great times. We had some bad times. We crossed the line at times. We, you know, apologize for crossing the line and never let it happen again, you know, but we cross other lines, you know. So the relationship fell apart slowly but surely, but it ain't because we went one extreme healthy and one extreme unhealthy. It's because we're somewhere in the middle and now we're sorting out whether we can actually 
maintain a friendship after a partnership. And in doing that, you now have to ask yourself, why did you break up? Why did y'all both break up? You know, and if y'all broke up and y'all are looking at the reasons y'all broke up and y'all can work through the reasons y'all broke up piece by piece and have a clear understanding that that doesn't trickle over into the friendship. We might have hurt each other romantically. We might it might have been the romantic piece that kept us from actually building a, a friendship or building a close relationship. And we just need to take a step back from the romantic part of it. And now we're just going to be partners in friendship. So why you break up is important to becoming friends after you broke up, becoming friends with your ex-partner. Now, the next question is, do you still respect, do you still have respect for one another? Now, that's a big thing. Do you still have respect for one another? Most of us have no clear understanding of what the word respect means. I mean, we look it up, but we really don't dissect how we can use it in real time. Respect. It's the value of another human being, the value of their ideas, the value of their thoughts, the value of their decision making. It's the value of who they are in character. So if you ask yourself, do we still have respect? Because we all know that the word respect is overused. I hear people all the time when having relationship building sessions, they start off with, I just want somebody that can respect me. But then I'm asking, what does that mean to respect you? They don't have a full understanding. They have to stop, think about it. When we use words like respect, our definition should roll off our tongue. We should know clearly what that means and what that would entail. Because how can we tell somebody to respect us, but we don't know how we can respect ourselves? We don't know what it means to be respected. You have to have clear, defined understandings of what it means to literally respect who you are. You see, when starting to discuss respect, I had a definition. I had a clear understanding of what, the, that, what that meant. And we got to stop saying what it means to me, what it means to her. What mean, we have to come to agreement that this is what respect is and we have to honor it. So we have to find definitions that are somewhat universal and then add the personal and the identifiers in the in a personal sense in our relationships into what respect means. So do you still have respect for one another? Now we're in relationships we're breaking down that respect because we're not establishing boundaries. We're not establishing rules and regulations. We're not looking at the core values and the core value of a person. Through a lifetime you will be challenged through differences. You will be challenged through, you know, making hard decisions to support your family. You will be challenged through, you know, racist means, things of that nature. There's a lot of environmental factors that cause us hardship as an individual. But when we're with somebody, we're supposed to be support. We're supposed to be able to come home and have that discussion. And I mean, lay it out on the table. Expect feedback, positive or negative. Understand, respect goes both ways. So when you have something that you bring to the table, that may be emotionally draining to you. It may be your mentality. And that person that respects you sees the best in you. So they're trying to establish that same thing in you. So sometimes you're not respecting yourself. Sometimes you're giving yourself more credit than you deserve. Sometimes you're saying that you feel a way about something, but when you look at the 
framework or you look at the facts. You don't have a right to feel that way because let's be honest, you put yourself in that position. You didn't speak up. You didn't say what you had to say. So you have a partner that doesn't respect your actions, but respects you. They're going to challenge you to be the person they know you can be. Respect is not just agreeing with everything you say. Respect is not just letting you speak when you are dealing in hardship. Respect is listening to what you have to say when in hardship or dealing with something and bringing it to the table and then having the person give their input to actually support you, whether it's supporting you in an agreement or they're supporting you because they disagree and they want you to flourish. Respect goes both ways. Now, how does this transfer over into a friendship after you done broke down the respect or you have broken down some form of respect through a romantic partnership? Again, it goes back to why you broke up. If you can respect the person as a person, but still realize you're not better suited in each other's lives romantically, then you know that you still have respect for one another. You still value who the person is and you want that person to still maintain their position in your life. You're just not trying to build your life around that person. That person's not trying to build their life around you anymore. You're just going to be people who are in and out of each other's lives in a friend manner meaning that y'all there daily, but y'all are not the core of each other's lives anymore. Remember, romantic partners actually coexist with you on a regular basis. Friendships, they coexist with you, but they have a different life. They're going to get their own partners. They're going to have their own children. And yes, you're going to be a part of all of their life, but you're not going to be the number one decision maker in their life, whereas their partner probably would. So respect is a big component, a big proponent of being in a relationship with your ex that now turned into a friendship. When you're discussing respect, make sure you understand what respect means. Make sure that you understand that respect is is a two-way street and is basically valuing somebody's opinions, valuing somebody's thoughts, but at the same time making decisions that are going to benefit the group that's going to benefit both people. So when making or creating this new relationship, which is a friendship, you have to discuss what that's going to entail. You got to discuss what respect means because you have to first have a definition that both people can agree upon. So you're speaking the same language. And then once you're speaking the same language, you're not even looking at them as the ex anymore. Now they're your friend. So how is that friendship going to look and how are we going to respect each other as friends is very important. So make sure you not only have the definition of respect, but make sure you define your friendship through that respect. Okay. So let's get to the the third reason we can actually remain friends with our ex. Are you mature enough to watch your friend, which is your ex, your new friend, date and possibly marry someone else? Now, this is where emotions get involved when you're not looking out for their best interest, when you're not looking out for what will be best for them. First thing you need to know is y'all both single now. Y'all both decided to sever the relationship, the romantic partnership, and now become friends, which means championing them, which means now watching them date somebody else. So in doing that, you have to establish some rules. You have to establish how you're going to conduct this, how you're going to go about doing this, how you're going to deal with the transferring of being romantic partners to friends and now watching them transfer into a whole new relationship with somebody else. Are you going to be, ask yourself these questions. Are you going to be a part of the process? Do you want to 
be the friend that's actually going out with them, hanging out with them, watching them fall for somebody else, giving them pointers, actually stabilizing their new relationship, giving them advice, having them call you, you know, and being fair and have an understanding that you really want them to succeed in a relationship and you don't want to sabotage you. Or you're a person that's honest and say, I'm not in that place right now. Now I can be their friend fully, but I can't be their friend, you know, in that area. So now I want to be there when they actually are serious, when this person is somebody serious, because I don't want to go through the whole sex life and uh, bouncing back and forth with this person, that person. I want to really be invested when this person is serious about this person. Now, I would recommend that you go with number one and go through the process because, you know, you get to know this person from the beginning. You get to know this other person that's going to be in your life from the beginning, because when you decide to be friends, you are friends for a lifetime. Like you decided to take on that mantle and you decide to honor that role. So that person should know that you're going to be in this person's life for the rest of your life. And I would recommend that that's something that, you know, you're, you're involved, you all start with, and you know, you go through the whole process. But if you're honest with yourself and you're saying, listen, I'm not in a place to really go through this process, or I don't think my friend is serious enough yet. So I don't want to deal with the pitfalls and giving this person advice and they're not really in the place to have something serious with an individual. But as soon as they're ready to have something serious, I'm willing to put forth the effort, get to know this person and help them with this relationship so they can actually flourish once they show a serious interest. But if they don't show a serious interest, I'm not ready. Are you ready to watch them be intimate with somebody? Really sit down and have the discussion with each other. Because being friends means watching them kiss another person having them discuss their love life with you, their sex life with you. If you truly are friends, you know, the open lines of communication needs to be there. Whether they're a good lover, whether they're a bad lover, they're going to talk to you about the details of their relationship. And that's what friends do. So what would you do with any other friend that should transfer over? Understand when you're transferring over from a ex to a friend, you're now taking on the friendship role. So you know how you want your other friends. You know you want open lines of communication. You know you don't want to have to bite your tongue. You know you don't want to have to consider their romantic side of their feelings. You want to just you just want a friend. And they want a friend in return. So they also want you to be open with them and honest with them. And, you know, not really pussyfoot when it comes to or spare their feelings when it comes to, you know, talking about your new partners, talking about the things that's in their life. They're truly ready to be your friend. They can hear you talk about, you know, your experience with other people because they want you to be the best. They want you at your best and they want to be a part of you being at your best. So you have to watch somebody be intimate with somebody. Can you actually have that discussion? Somebody being intimate with somebody. That's what you got to. You got to have all these discussions before you actually decide to be a friend. You know, you have to have the discussion on why. Did we break up? You have to have a discussion on, do we still have respect for one another? And you definitely have to have the discussion on what it looks like as a friend with me moving on with another romantic partner. That's an important piece because you might be attending their wedding one day. You might actually become their best friend because, you know, you know so many intimate details about them. You know, you know where, where, you went, where they went wrong. You can correct them where they're going wrong and they're exhibiting the same patterns. You know, y'all have insight like no other. So I actually say my best friends have been my exes because they have, you know, seen me 
perform or had patterns and habits that weren't, that was a detriment to my relationship with them. And they called me out on it and it helped me become a better partner for the next person I was with. So though I've been in relationships where people had issues with me being friends with my ex, they have benefited from it because my exes were very hard on, you know, who I'm with. They're very hard on the type of person I'm going to be with. And they had, you know, that woman connection where they wanted the best for that woman. They wanted me to be the best for that woman. So they, you know, called me out where I wasn't on point, which is important. So ask yourself, are you mature enough to watch your friend date and possibly marry someone else? That's a big question. And that's a discussion you have to have together before y'all decide to label each other friends. What's the next one? And the last and final question on remaining friends with my ex. Do I have a vested interest in their quality of life? Now, that's the big question. Can I actually say to myself, my romantic emotions don't matter at this particular time? Because we are building a friendship. Are you going to be there for them when it's, they're coming to you about work? When they're coming to you about, you know, championing a new venture or, you know, chasing a dream? Are you going to be fully invested in them succeeding? Are they going to be fully invested in you succeeding? Are they going to invest, invest in your career? Are they going to invest in time and effort in discussing new ventures with you? And helping you work out the kinks. Are they going to be supportive of your new ideas? Now, they don't have to be a participant in those new ideas, but they're going to, everybody knows that we are, should be around people that actually have value and actually have strong opinions and actually can help us in lifestyles and places that they really don't have or a passion for, but they do have the framework. They do understand us enough to see how we're going to fulfill that. So do you have people that are going to be very supportive and Fulfilling that goal. Are they going to watch you, you know, chase a long term partnership, you know, quality of life, all the things? Are they going to help you with your children? Are they, are you fully invested in building a relationship with this person that deals with quality of life? Ask yourself, am I maintaining the friendship just because I can't disconnect from this person presently? Now, if you're doing that, you're just doing it for the sake of your emotions, for the sake of you. You're not benefiting the other person and you're not even considering the other person. So don't join the relationship because you're having a hard time disconnecting. Don't say you're going to be friends with somebody that you're not really ready to be friends with and you still kind of want a romantic partnership. with. Be honest with yourself and be honest with them. But if you can actually say to yourself that I'm invested in their quality of life and how does that look? Being invested in their quality of life means them being happy brings you happiness. Their quality of life improves your quality of life. So just think about it. You don't start seeing yourself as separates. You're not seeing yourself as individuals. You're seeing yourself as one unit. You're interconnected. You're friends now. You're not no longer the extreme when you think of being interconnected as a partnership where, you know, you're sharing the same money, you're sharing the same you know, house, you're sharing the same kids. No, it's not that type of investment, but you are a participant in their lives. So you are going to kind of share the same kids because you're going to probably be their 
you know, aunt, godmother, thing of that nature. You're all going to probably be in the same house from time to time. Who knows? You can fall on hard times. Things could happen. And they're moving you in. You know that you have, they have a vested interest in your quality of life. You know that they're there to support you. And you know everybody that comes into their life, they understand. Those people understand that you are theirs. Are you invested enough to now tell your new partner that this person is not going anywhere? And I'm comfortable and connected to my ex, my ex, um, my ex partner or my ex lover, and you're not going, or they're not going anywhere. Are you going to build your relationships and your new relationships on understanding that I want somebody in my life that understands that I'm friends with my ex, but I moved past my ex and I'm ready to now invest in them? That's a big question because if you have a person that comes in insecure and doesn't really want you around your ex and don't want you close with your ex and you already built a closeness with your ex and y'all already promised to be friends, then you got to look at the friendship and you got to look at what that friendship means to you and look at the person and say, listen, I don't need anybody that's insecure in my life. We tried the whole romantic thing. It didn't work out. Now we're friends. If we wanted to go there, we wouldn't have started. I wouldn't have started a new relationship. And you need people that are very comfortable in their skin. I say that's the most romantic thing to me. A woman that's like, if you're going to do it, do it. Like, if you're going to go somewhere else, go. But know that you're missing out. You're losing something of value because I won't be here when you come back. I'm moving and I'm looking for somebody who values me and somebody who wants to be with me. So when a person knows their own worth and they're not working through their insecurities, they can handle whatever because they know what they want. And that person has a clear understanding of their boundaries and they know it that person wants as well. So if you cross the line, that person is going to use their principles and they're going to make decisions based on their principles, not based on how you're going to feel or based on where you want them to be. They're going to base it based on their principles. So they look at you and like, listen, this has been your ex-girlfriend. She's your friend now. I understand, you know, and maybe that may work in my favor because now I got another woman that's been with you that I can bounce ideas off of. They can use it as a positive. You have these women that are that mature. You have these men that are that mature. They have a clear understanding of, listen, I understand how life goes. I understand that, you know, sometimes you try things and it doesn't work out. I'm coming in. I know what I bring to the table. I know what I'm, I give to your life. So this person is an added bonus. This person is going to be somebody I utilize to allow our relationship to flourish. You need confident people in your life. But are you investing in their quality of life? That's what you ask yourself as a friend. Because now when they have this person, you can't be sabotaging your relationship. You can't be giving them false intel. You can't be, you know, having jealous outbursts. You can't be, you know, sabotaging their relationship because and overall you're sabotaging your relationship. Because though y'all are friends and y'all connected, and yes, the relationship is going to be built off of who you had them in your life anyway. Because I know when I have friends, I'm not giving my friends up for my new partner. But one thing I know is that my friend is trying to sabotage my new partnership, then they're not being my friend. So I'm not giving them up because of my new partner. I'm giving them up because they are not dedicated to my quality of life. They're sabotaging somebody that's good, going to be good in my life because they're fear of being replaced. Now, I could assure you my friends will not be replaced if they're being good friends. But nobody in my life will be replaced if they're honoring the roles that they said they're going to honor. And I shouldn't be replacing their life if I'm waking up every day, making sure I honor what I said I would honor. 
That's just how that works. But one thing we know about anything is though we call them our partner and though we call them our friend, they're not ours. And what I mean by that is, yes, they're extension, but they can leave anytime they want. That's one thing we need to know. So do your part. That's all we can do. That's all we can do as parents. That's all we can do as romantic partners. And that's definitely all we can do as friends. Waking up every day, trying to give them the best quality of life we can give them. So are you fully dedicated? Because I know me as a person, I'm fully dedicated to my friends. and fully dedicated to my partnerships. And I'm fully dedicated to my friends. I mean, my, my, my kids, excuse me. Think about it. You have to be fully dedicated to their quality of life to decide to go from ex to friend because you are going to be an extension of them. And you might have more intel than most people because you probably slept with them. You probably had, you know, intercourse, things of that nature. You might even have children together. You don't know. But the reality is your expiration date came and went and y'all decided to maintain relationship because y'all evaluated while y'all broke up, that wasn't going to stop y'all from being friends because y'all still were cool with each other. Y'all still enjoyed each other's company. Y'all still liked the same things that y'all liked in the relationship. You just realized the things y'all didn't like about each other superseded the things you liked about each other romantically. Then you asked yourself, you sat down, you had a discussion, you asked yourself, do we still have respect for one another? And the answer to that question was yes. I would never do anything to hurt you, harm you, affect you in that way. I want you in my life. I know you you have a place in my life that's valuable, that's worth something. You make me a better person. We just didn't bring the best out of each other romantically. But when we take a step back, we're separated. And now we're just entering each other's lives as friends. We can't benefit from each other, from one another, without all the romantic feelings involved. Then you sat down and you asked yourself, are you mature enough to watch your friend date and possibly marry someone else. Yeah, I can support you. You know, we're not romantic partners. We're not, we weren't there. We tried. I can be mature enough to look in the mirror and say, when I made this decision to be your friend and break off or were broken or was broken up with, I realized that we weren't meant to be. You didn't want to be with me or I didn't want to be with you or we didn't want to be with each other. However, if it worked out, however, it functioned. And we realized through our relationship that we could not be with one another. Why would I want to deprive you of being in a relationship with somebody else? We just got to decide how we're going to do this. Am I going to have a, be able to have opinions about it? Am I going to be with you while, you know, while picking this person? And we still going to hang out a lot. How is this going to work? Are we going to go on double dates? Are we going to be able to go on double dates? Like, how, how is this going to work? We got to like picture it before we enter it. You know, we got to picture how the reality of this relationship is going to function. And obviously it's subject to change, but we revisit that when it starts. But we should have a foundation. And we did sit down and ask ourselves, do we have a vested interest in one another's lives and the quality of our life? And yes, the answer to that question was yes, especially after the three first three questions was answered. The fourth one is a no brainer. If you can now, you know, evaluate why you broke up and still say we want to be friends, you could evaluate the respect you have for one another. You can look at somebody else, be with somebody else and not 
you know, try to hurt their relationship or tarnish their relationship or, you know, betray them by doing underhanded things to destroy their new relationship, then yeah. Doesn't mean that you're not going to tell them when somebody's not a good fit. Doesn't mean that you're not going to tell them when you believe somebody's not good for them. But you're going to actually be in their lives and invest in them actually finding the love of their life. Everybody wants a person that they love to be happy and in a relationship. So do you have a vested interest? Are you going to support them in their life, their lifestyle, the things they want to accomplish? Are you going to be a vehicle for their accomplishments? And that means romantically, that means, you know, financially, that means, you know, giving them support where they need it, wherever they need it. Are you going to be there to actually support them and help them through? That's where the friendship lies. So the main things you want to know is, can we still be friends with our ex? This is four ways you can remain a friendship with your ex. Can you execute it? Can you have this discussion with your ex? Can you agree? on these four ways to start the friendship because I can guarantee if you can agree on these four ways to start your friendship and y'all can honor those agreements and you're on your way to being friends with your ex and over time 10 years 15 years go by and you realize it's the best decision you made so just remember the answer to the question is can you still be friends with your ex is a yes you just have to have the tools necessary to accomplish that transition this has been another accountable love podcast my name's aziz and i hope you enjoy